How is everybody doing today? <laughs> today is about happiness, if you haven't got that already. So no Grinch is allowed, no Eeyores, no negative Nellies or Nicks, although Nick is here, I think. And uh, I do a straight up apology to all the Nellies and Nicks out there because I don't, I know you're awesome. I just, I literally couldn't find any words, any N words that were synonyms for happy to like bring it full circle. But anyway, I'm just saying like, let's, uh, let's try this out. Everybody, I'm going to dare you to do something right now. Everybody smile. No, like seriously smile. Okay. Like, yeah, I want to see those. Okay. Smile. Especially if you're having a horrible day, especially if you're not. Do you feel better already? I'm going to tell you why you just might. Okay. So if you are, if you are new, don't freak out. Do not jettison yourself. If you wonder what universe you just landed in or uh, if I'm going to ask you to go door to door in a weird outfit and recruit people to our cult, it's just not like that. We're not going to do that. This is an amazing community. Um, I think you've already gotten a little taste of, so hang in there and I promise it's going to get normal sort of, um, today we're doing our mid-year check. This is our mid-year happiness check-in and it's going to be awesome. Uh, for everyone is here. We have a gift. Uh, if you don't have access already, you are going to receive free access to the wild profile. The first tool in the wild toolkit and this is jam-packed with incredible stuff that just that has deep starter connections to some of the greatest research on happiness i would say as i was getting deeper into this research in preparation for today it has a big five assessment of personality an assessment of your developmental readiness your character development at this point an emotional audit and your autograded your audit of integrated fulfillment an incredible assessment of where you are now in terms of your fulfillment across uh, nine dimensions of your life. It is incredible stuff. And if someone handed you 50 bucks on the street, would you take it? I would. This thing is worth 49 bucks. So uh, grab access to the wild profile if you don't have it. And we have another surprise at the end. So hang in there. Let's get into this check-in and talk about a bit about happiness. Let's go. Ready to go? Um, I am Dr. Rob McKinnon. Welcome to The Wild Conversation, where we make the best thinking in psychology, leadership, and organizational science accessible to leaders who are willing to learn and edit for their sake and for the sake of others. And today we're talking about this. We're doing a mid-year happiness check-in, okay? Let's go. One of the most famous happiness researchers is a guy named Dr. David Myers, and uh, he's written a ton. I'm just going to read some things about David. His scientific writings, supported by National Science Foundation fellowships and grants, appeared in three dozen, three dozen academic periodicals, including Science, The American Scientist, American Psychologist, and, and Psychological Science. In other words, this guy is a serious scientist. Um, but what I also love about Dr. Myers is his ability to make science accessible to people like you and people like me. And what I also love about Dr. Myers is this. I sent him an email last night and he responded this morning. Um, and so I, uh, and I, I do have weird old connections to David. And so, and I asked him, I said, we do this thing because I haven't talked to him for years called the wild conversation. Would you come and talk with our community? And he said, I'd love to do that. So we will look forward to that. And he truly has done some incredible work on this topic. Um, and I'm going to read some things that he has said. Um, these things won't surprise you, but if you allow them to sink in, it might change you. All right, so let me just get this dig right in. Here's what he says. And in this statement, he's mostly talking about happiness as a driver of other things. So in just a moment, we're going to talk about those things that drive happiness. So does that make sense? So what does happiness drive is the first part of this. Um, and it's what he says. People aspire to and wish one another health and happiness. And every time he talks, he's like, he's talking about what the science has told us. And for good reason. 
Our state of happiness or unhappiness colors everything. Happy people perceive the world as safer. Their eyes are drawn toward emotionally positive information. They are more confident and decisive, and they cooperate more easily. They experience more career success. They rate job applicants more favorably, savor their positive past experience without dwelling on the negative, and are more socially connected. They live healthier and more energized and satisfied, and they're more generous. And he goes on to say this, the simple conclusion, moods matter. When you are gloomy, life as a whole seems depressing and meaningless, and you think more skeptically and attend more critically to your surroundings. Let your mood brighten and your thinking broadens. Become more playful and creative. Now, here's, what, here's the thing. This is not saying that the downsides of life do not matter. That's not the point. But I think he is calling us into this reality that sometimes we got to pay attention to that mood matters, that happiness matters. But it's not the only thing. And so here's the punchline. Happiness and better moods and positive affect make a difference on average in the lives of most people. It's just a good thing to live that way. And for those of us who know we live a bit more depressed, as I often describe myself, I hope that wasn't oversharing, but uh, I always describe like my music genre is hopeful melancholy. I love music that's hopeful, but it's slightly melancholy. So it's like dark, you know, that's awesome, but also has hope in it. Um, our moods will impact so many things. It has also been shown that the opposite of happiness isn't helpful either, like dwelling in the opposite of it. So if happiness and positive affect and better mood matter, what drives it forward? What can we learn and change that might make a difference? Um, and here are some things to think about. Um, people, research has found that happy people tend to have high, have high self-esteem. Um, and that's a certain context that was more powerful in individualistic uh, sort of uh, cultures. Uh, they tend to be more optimistic, outgoing, agreeable, and humorous. They have more close, positive, and lasting relationships. Um, they have work and leisure that engage their skills. Um, they have a, typically an active religious faith, so place, faith has played a role in that. And they sleep well and they exercise. Like, it's just those are things, okay? However, I will tell you this. Here's what's also fascinating. Happiness seems not much related to other factors. Might surprise some of you. Age. Age doesn't make a difference. Doesn't matter how old you are, on average. Um, gender. Women, here's what, I found this interesting. I was talking with my wife about this last night. Women tend to be more depressed, but also more joyful. <laughs> Whatever that means. You know, so that's just kind of interesting. I thought it was fascinating. Physical attractiveness does not, is not correlate with happiness. And so that is just kind of fascinating to think about all that. To think about all that. And when, when uh, David starts to talk about Dr. Myers, he said, what are 10 evidence-based suggestions for being more happy? Some of you are just going to get your notepads out. This is great stuff. If we know that happiness is huge, what can we do? Here are some things. Um, and there are 11. Some of you hate my lists, but some of you love my lists. So you're going to have to deal with each other. It's just the way life goes. So this time we have a list. Number one, this is what he says. Take control of your time. Happy people feel control of their lives and, and less time stressed. Too little time is stressful. Too much is boring. So set goals and divide them into manageable daily aims. We all tend to overestimate how much we can accomplish in any given day, but the good news is that we generally underestimate how much we can accomplish in a year, given just a little daily progress. Interesting. Take control of your time. Number two, act happy. 
Ah, Cappy. <laughs> ah, Cappy. Research shows that people who are manipulated into smiling ex- into a smiling expression feel better. This was a weird one. Like, so put on a happy face. Talk as if you feel positive self-esteem. Are optimistic and are outgoing. We can. <laughs> We can often, this is what I I wrote, we can often act our way into a happier state of mind. My thought is the linkage between attitudes and behaviors. Like if we act it, I always say, don't fake it till you make it. Like fake it till you become it. That's kind of this thing is like, so smiling matters. I was asking my, we were at the dinner table last night. We all just were smiling, just trying to see if it worked. Uh, Number three, seek work and leisure that engage your happy, I'm sorry, (laughs) seek work and leisure that engage your skills, not your happy skills. That engage your skills. Happy people often are in a zone called flow, absorbed in tasks that uh, that challenge but don't overwhelm them. Passive forms of leisure often provide less flow experience. Um, and so just knowing that is like seek work and leisure that engage your skills. Man, there's a whole lot of uh, the wild story in this, as some of you know. Number four, buy experiences rather than things. For those who are not struggling financially, because that's what can be a reality. Money buys more happiness when spent on experiences, especially socially shared experiences. Interesting, right? As uh, one one person once said, the best things in life aren't things. Uh, Number five, join the movement movement. I love that he says this. Join the movement movement. Aerobic exercise not only promotes health and energy, it also helps prevent or relieve depression. Get moving. Um, (laughs) Number six, give your, give your body the sleep it wants. Sleep matters. How I, oh my goodness. I can only imagine how many of us who are listening right now are saying like, yeah, sleep matters. And I struggle with it. Make sleep a priority. Uh, number seven, give priority to close relationships. Uh, compared with unhappy people, happy people engage in more meaningful conversations. They uh, resolve to nurture your closest relationship by not taking your loved ones for granted. I have to think about that. Why is it we treat the people closest to us the worst? Very interesting. Number eight, focus and find meaning beyond self. Reach out to those in need. Perform acts of kindness. Happiness increases helpfulness, but doing good also fills us with happiness. There's this this two-way street with that. So they found that that finding meaning beyond yourself, those selfless kinds of things are important. Number nine, challenge your negative thinking. This was a big one. Reframe, I failed to, I can learn from this. Remind yourself that stuff happens and that in a month or a year, this bad experience may not seem like that big a deal. It still will have been a big deal maybe, but you'll see it differently. Number 10, count your blessings and record your gratitude. People who were more had more gratitude and even just took a moment to record it were happier. It matters. Uh, and number 11, nurture your spiritual self. Meditation helps us stay steady emotionally. And for many people, faith provides a support community, a reason to focus beyond self and a sense of purpose and hope. That helps explain why worldwide people have active in faith communities report greater than average happiness and often cope well with crises. I just, I say all that. So that was his list. Why are we so invested in what we do at Wild Leaders and in providing a system of a self-assessment that teams then share with each other? Because what we found is that when people assess themselves, you have to start by saying, where am I on those 11 things? You know, that's one of the things that's a part of that. And some of the most powerful psychological variables in their lives. And when we assess on those things, 
get more deeply rooted in who we are called to be and who we are at this moment. And then we can assess like, how am I feeling? What am I doing that might not be contributing to my, my sense of happiness and fulfillment and meaning that that matters. Here's what's also interesting from our perspective. Our research showed that people become who become more, this is some of the things that we see impacted when people actually engage in an intentional process of development. They feel more supported, more confident, more creative, more patient, more effective, more open, more convicted, more intentional, more humble, more courageous, more purposeful and productive, simply by engaging in deeper conversations regarding all of those things and their connections to others. And it's just, it's a powerful thing to think about. I want to have you think about something related to happiness, and it's what we describe as fulfillment as fulfillment. It's another piece of the happiness puzzle. And I'll tell you that the research on happiness just wasn't on the word happiness alone, but all the things that are associated with it. And one of the things that that the wild profile that you're going to receive assesses you on, and what I mean, like doesn't test you on, it says audit where you are in these spaces of your life. It's what's called the integrated fulfillment index. And it is quite literally a simple process of assessing where you are on these nine factors. Your fulfillment on these nine factors. And just write these down. If you got a pen and paper or whatever, if you're not living in the uh, dark ages like I am, then you're probably going to type this, all right? Here were the factors. Family. To what extent are you feeling a, a, a sense of fulfillment in family? Friends. Health. Finances. Work, career, personal development. If you're not keeping up, I bet this is going to show up in the chat. Spiritual life and service to others. Imagine yourself assessing yourself on those nine factors. Because part of the process of understanding happiness is to understand to what extent am I feeling a sense of fulfillment in these different areas and then beginning to understand the drivers of those things. What are the, what is the broader story around those pieces? And also some of you are thinking, how do those things connect together? Because for many of you, you're seeing interconnectedness between those different factors of your life. Of course you are. And so often we dismiss that reality, but the reality is that we are, those things are connected for us. And one of the things that I want to suggest to you that's behind so much of what Dr. Myers talks about is what we so often describe and other researchers describe as developmental efficacy. This fundamental belief that I could change, that I could do something differently. And so what I hope you hear in the concept of even beginning to assess where you are is an invitation to increase your own efficacy. Not your belief and your power to do anything, but your belief that you could actually change, that you could do something different for your sake and for the sake of others. So let's keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening to this Wild Conversation. To join our live Wild Conversation on Fridays, visit our website at wildleaders.org backslash wild conversation. And subscribe to this podcast for regular whole and intentional leader development conversations. Have a great day.